This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour two of the show. Oh, it's going to be a big one. And yeah, multiple Dunlap rants coming up here. We've got Scott Alexander coming up at 920. Jen Hale at 932. We're going to talk Pelicans. Of course, the Rich Paul comments in Sports Illustrated that or the topic of the day in the sports world across the country, especially the NBA world. Also check in on the Stanley Cup Finals. Game 7 there. They're into the third period. Blues. Where are you at, Steve Court? Steve Court somewhere rocking the Blues jersey tonight. 2 nothing. Blues lead on the road. 18 minutes to play. Remember, they lost Game 6. Up 2 nothing in Game 7 in Boston on the road. Road teams have won the last two games in that series. So if you missed it earlier today, Rich Paul, who is the agent for Anthony Davis, works for Clutch Sports, the Clutch Group, that is also the group and the agent that represents LeBron James. Well, he gave an interview to Sports Illustrated, and the interview, excuse me, the article in Sports Illustrated was titled Kingmaker, which isn't necessarily off base, and I understand, you know, headlines grab attention. Rich Paul is a pretty powerful person in the NBA right now. But Rich Paul, in this interview, said that Anthony Davis would not sign long-term with any other team except the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks. We've heard rumors and conjecture about this, and we have also heard multiple times from Anthony Davis himself in interviews. I think people forget this today. I haven't heard this angle on it today. Anthony Davis himself has says, we have not given any list to the Pelicans or any team about preferred destinations. They're on record saying that. In the Sports Illustrated interview, Rich Paul says, Anthony Davis not going to sign long-term with anybody other than the Lakers and Knicks, and anybody that trades for Anthony Davis, it's going to be a rent-a-player deal, a one-year deal. I will say this in all objectivity, as objective as I can be, and I really am trying to play this entire Anthony Davis situation as objectively as possible here on the radio. I do kind of get it from Rich Paul's situation, from Rich Paul's perspective. He wants to create as much leverage as he can for his client. And I'm assuming here with this part that Anthony Davis is telling Rich Paul that he wants to be in L.A. long term and New York or New York. And not the other way around. This isn't some kind of dictating going on from LeBron James to Rich Paul. And they're just trying to play, you know, tug of war here with Anthony Davis to get him over to the Lakers with LeBron while he's got a couple of prime seasons left. A lot of people think, and I think rightly, LeBron James is pulling the strings behind the scenes to try to get him another superstar, multiple superstars in Los Angeles while he still has a couple of chances to win a championship. So I get it from Rich Paul's perspective. I do. Now, here in New Orleans, we're saying, oh, man, this is a leverage play. This is a nuclear option. No, I, I get it. I mean, he's doing his job. I think Rich Paul's doing his job pretty darn well in this instance. 
Now, what I don't agree with is when Rich Paul comes off as petty AF when he starts talking about Dell Demps and how these negotiations began. Rich Paul, and I'm going to paraphrase for you here so we can make it as short and sweet as possible. Rich Paul said that he called up Dell Demps earlier this year and informed him that Anthony Davis wanted a trade. Dell Demps hung up the phone with Rich Paul and said he's going to talk to Gail Benson and he'll get back with Rich Paul. This is coming from Rich Paul. Remember that. We haven't heard from Dell Demps. Rich Paul said that Dell Demps spoke to Anthony Davis, refused to call him back, and then it is Rich Paul who leaked the trade offer and everything ensuing to Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj VSPN. That Rich Paul somehow was the victim here. And he had to go nuclear because Dell Demps broke some kind of unwritten code between general managers and agents. I don't know the full story. I don't know Dell Demps' side on this. We have not heard from Dell Demps. Sports Illustrated saying they reached out multiple times to Dell to try to get him on the record and could not do that, could not reach him, wouldn't talk to him. I mean, that's just petty. That, that, that's, that's ultimately petty. That doesn't serve your client's interest at all. Think about this from Anthony Davis's perspective. If you really want to trade out and you really want to get to Los Angeles eventually, which is, let's be honest here, that's what it sounds like. He wants eventually to get to Los Angeles and play with LeBron James, wants to play in the big market on the West Coast. If that is your goal, you don't torpedo the negotiations with your preferred destination by having your agent out there leaking stuff to the media and then doing stuff like this in Sports Illustrated when you're coming off as not the kingmaker, but the petty king. We're petty down here in New Orleans. We've talked about it on the program a lot. So here we go again. In the middle of intense trade negotiations between... The Pelicans and David Griffin, the Boston Celtics and Danny Ainge, the Knicks and the Lakers. In the middle of that, when we heard earlier this week that the Pelicans want to get a deal done before the NBA draft, well, Rich Paul, very calculated here, throws an absolute haymaker into these negotiations. Now, here is the breaking news tonight on this, and Woj is all over it. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN tweeting out, quote, so far Boston has been undeterred in pursuing Davis, despite his agent insisting AD would be a 2020 flight risk in free agency. For Boston, Davis could still be its best case to keep Kyrie Irving. Story, uh, and then he links a story on ESPN.com that you can find there. And Boston's played it this way all along. And we heard these same kind of stories. Not to this level. We did not have an agent out there actively trying to disrupt trade talks and trade negotiations. This is pretty unprecedented. And frankly, I was talking to a lot of people out at Saints Camp today about this, that this is tampering at its basic level. It might not be, I should say it might be allowed by the rules on the books in the NBA. Doesn't mean that it's against the spirit of those those rules. When you have an agent going to a major organization that is is tr he's trying, I don't think it's working, he's trying, Rich Paul, to torpedo the, the negotiations, I think specifically between the Boston Celtics and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Doesn't sound like it's working. Danny Ainge is too smart for that. 
he realizes that Rich Paul just played his ace in the hole. David Griffin is smarter than that. He also realizes that this was one last big leverage play by uh, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, and Anthony Davis, and, and probably LeBron James along with that. Also earlier today, right after this broke, we had Mark Stein tweeting out a proposed trade offer from the Lakers that I thought was just laughable at the Stein line on Twitter quote the Lakers have made Brandon Ingram Lonzo Ball and the fourth overall pick in the June 20th draft available in trade talks with the Pelicans I will say this and we'll get into this more in the later part of the hour if the best offer that you can field for Anthony Davis is a disruptive Lonzo Ball with all the baggage with his father off the court. Brandon Ingram with big-time injury concerns and the number four overall pick, which you don't know if any of those guys are going to pan out behind John Moran, R.J. Barrett, and Zion Williamson, if that is the best you can get. And I don't think that's the best you can get, but if it is, no way in hell I make that trade. That is an objectively abysmal trade for a generational talent like Anthony Davis. And if I'm David Griffin and that's all I can get, I'm holding on to AD until the trade deadline. Because you're going to be able to get that kind of return for AD even if you hold on to him next year. Power plays by the Lakers. They are flailing. They are desperate. And I don't think it's going to work. We'll take a break. When we come back, Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on CST and WLAE TV, will join the program. We'll talk all of this off the little NBA Finals and of course, he's the COO of Nola Gold. His guy, Tristan Blewett, was out there at Saints camp this week. The last lap continuing on WWL. Another goal by the St. Louis Blues. So they are inching closer to their first ever Stanley Cup Finals championship. 3 nothing. They lead the Bruins 8.5 to play in Boston. Keep you updated there. We'll have some highlights of that once it goes final. Scott Alexander joins the program now, host of Primetime Sports on WLAE TV, CST TV. Also the COO of Nola Gold. He was out at Saints camp today checking out uh, his guy, Tristan Blewett. Scotty, what's going on, bud? Uh, life is good, man. How are you doing, Seth? How was your trip to Las Vegas? Oh, boy. Uh, I had kind of a religious experience there. You know, I lived in Vegas, but this was, this was cool. I saw, you know, I saw a little Lady Gaga in concert. It was great. Uh, I hung with uh, my brother. First time we had gone to Vegas together ever. So it was, I got to tell you, it was kind of a trip of a lifetime, bro. I bet it was. I mean, listen, you took a road trip, too. Yeah. It wasn't like you just hopped on the bird and went out there. You got on the road <laughs> trip, got got in the, the Bagos or whatever it was, and you made it out there. You did some, did some shows on the way. I loved it. Yeah, man. Have you ever been to Gallup, New Mexico? That was probably my favorite stop along the way. It's pretty I've cool. I've been in a lot of little eccentric places throughout New Mexico. Uh, I'm not positive Gallup's one of them, but it may be. But I know I've been in places just that is a unique state. Yeah. Um, I, what's your thought? Did you see the bombshell report? I know we didn't talk to you about this when you were booking the show. Did you, did you see the NCAA report uh, earlier tonight that they're getting ready to issue these level one violations? I, I just heard vaguely about something. I didn't really. I haven't read anything honestly. I just heard something about some. So they're gonna they're gonna have some level one stuff coming down. I don't think they've named the schools yet, or nope. I could be wrong. But nope. Yeah. So nope. it, it, it leaves a lot open to. Uh, Obviously, to everyone um, concerned uh, that might be involved, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, is it is it here now?" I just know that it probably, uh, from what I know about the NCA, they can investigate only a certain number, 
and then they might have to go back to the well and, and maybe investigate a few more that they have concerns about. But who knows what's going on? Um, you know, places like Kansas and Arizona and possibly even right up there in Baton Rouge have to be a little concerned. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, so one bombshell to another, and this one happened earlier this morning, is Rich Paul uh, goes to Sports Illustrated. Very calculated. You're a former agent, uh, Scott. What do you think of the power play here by Rich Paul going to SI saying AD will only sign long-term with the Knicks or Lakers? It's totally calculated. It's totally um... – it's a move. Obviously, I've never been as big an agent as Rich Paul. I mean, with those kind of clients. But I mean, listen, he's trying to do what he feels is best for his client. That want to put him in a situation where he's got to like you know, be like a Kawhi Leonard and, and kind of be in. And all of a sudden, you know, have to make a big decision the following year. He'd rather be where he wants to be and move forward. I mean, everybody in the world wants stability in their life, and there's no different for NBA players. He'd like to be where he's going to play for the next several years instead of going one place for a year and then trying to figure out and, and getting, you know, courted by them all season long. And then, you know, if they have a situation where Kawhi going to go to the finals, uh, which is probably, you know, it rarely happens. But the fact is, he, I think Anthony just wants to get where he's going to be going and, and play there for the next five to seven years. And we have any, and I'm, look, I'm everybody that I talk to about the Pelicans, I'm, I'm kind of getting them to give me their best guess. And I know it's just conjecture, but best guess on where Anthony Davis ends up, might, maybe even as soon as next week. Yeah, I would have told you the Knicks if uh, Durant didn't go down. I really still felt that they were trying to put together a power team. Uh, and they were giving away everything else. And I think everything else, honestly, if you talk about all the extra draft picks that they have coming up this year and next, I think with all the with the three solid young players they could have given you, I think that would have been it. But honestly, right now, I think the Lakers are all of a sudden jumping back in it big time. And I, I'm not positive what all they can get because that third pick is a lot more valuable in my mind than the fourth. However, the more I think about it, Kuzma is a much better player than a lot of people give credit for. I mean, it's the dude, if you look at his, his scoring lines, uh, he had a stretch where he was getting 39, 41, 35, 37. I mean, the dude could score. And that is one thing the Pelicans haven't had from a three in a long time is one that can actually put the ball in the basket. And then if you can get a Jarrett Culver out of it, uh, you know, I mean, listen, Culver is a guy I think has got a big upside. I think I think the, the kid from Duke, Harris, is going to have a better. But, you know, the fact is I think they can put together something. We all know Tatum. You know, coming down here, but then you got the Rich Paul move saying he's not going to play in Boston. Who knows? But uh, I guess if the gun was was to my head at this very second, um, I I don't think the Griffin's going to be swayed by where he, they want to go. If he wants to make a deal with Boston, he will. But Boston's got to give him enough assets, and if they're scared, they won't do it. Uh, Ainge is already, you know, he's already wondering – What's happening uh, with now with the AD's decision to say this? So now, obviously, the leverage is kind of gone a little bit. In, in his mind, he's going to use that against the Pelicans. So they're going to get the best deal. Gun to head, L.A. Scott Alexander with us here, host of Primetime Sports, at D. Scott Alexander on Twitter. If you're David Griffin, do you take Lonzo Ball with his dad in tow here in New Orleans? I, you know, you haven't heard much from his dad. Let's be honest. I mean, Lonzo Ball's dad made a name within four or five months. You went from never heard, hearing of this guy, I think it was January of a couple of years ago, to like the most trended person, honestly, maybe in the world for a while. I mean, it was that obnoxious. It was so bad. And it continued here and there for another, you know, let's just say year for lack of a better time. But you really haven't heard from him probably at all in the last year. Let's be honest. When has he, has he actually been in the news? I'd be less worried about his dad at this point 
now that he's been humbled a bit. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be a big factor. And I do like Ball's upside, particularly if you can put him with 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 uh, Drew Holiday. You know, people are judging this cat from the fact that he's you know these first series of rookie. He's been injured all last year. Um, I think the upside's really high on him, and I think. I think you could get some value with the people that they can give you. I really do. Uh, I'm not saying it's the best. I would rather have done the Knicks and got that third pick. But they'll give you the fourth, and they'll throw in Kuzma, Ingram, and, and him. The more I read about them uh, and Ball, I mean, I, I'm not that terribly bummed out about it because now you can put Zion with these young guys, and who knows, you might you might hit some goal right there. Game six of the NBA Finals tomorrow, last game in the article. Give me a little of Scotty A breakdown of that game, bud. Man, Toronto just continues to scare you, man. I've been I've been on the Warriors. I think the last time I was with you, Seth, you were on the road, and I told you it would go seven. And I said the road team – I remember the specific thing I said was that the home court does not mean anything in this in this thing. Because I, I, I thought they would split at home the first time in Toronto. Then split. They didn't actually do it that way. But they're kind of where I thought they'd be right here. Three – and uh, and the road teams won four of the five. I mean, I didn't think that would happen. I thought the road team might have won three, maybe two. But the fact is that home and road doesn't matter. It scares me uh, the way Toronto just never seems to worry. I mean, they, they the way they play defense, the way that, you know, last game the reason they didn't win is they didn't hit the threes they've been hitting every game. And they still only lost by one point. That's what's got to scare every Warriors fan. They were horrific from three. I mean, I'm going to say I think it was like five of twenty-four. And I granted they they were they were hitting prayers at these first few games that I couldn't even believe. Like Van Vliet and obviously uh, the two other guards, Lowry and 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 um, who's the third one I'm missing right here? Well, Kawhi, uh, right? You're talking about Kawhi Van Vliet and him, yeah? No, not Kawhi, but the other guard. But anyway, oh, oh Danny Green. They were hitting threes. They reminded me of the 79. Yeah. Uh, 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 Scott, hold on 60 go. seconds Thanks. here. No, no, I'm, hold on. Right. We're going to get you more. Hold on. Scott Alexander finishing up with Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports, WLEE and CST. Scott, I was talking with you out of camp. Bummer, the, the Nola Gold season ended like it did, man. He had a, they had a chance in San Diego. Didn't happen. A little bitter. Not even bittersweet. Just kind of bitter. Um, a little bitter taste in your mouth, I'd imagine. It was tough. It was tough, particularly you had to win just one game in the last four. You started the season, you know, six and one, eight and two, first place all year long. Um, they had heartbreaking losses. What can I say? You lost, you know, a couple games by one, a couple by two, one by three. Uh, you know, they got – they were right there. No excuses, but they, they had games won, and they, they just let it go for whatever reason at the end. They are very talented. I mean, I'm not going to – I don't want to have – the sour grape thing, but there's one rule that will be changed next year that really hurt the the uh, the gold because the gold has doesn't have the money a lot of other teams have. Some of these other owners are, are really billionaires, and they, there's a lot of circumventing of the cap. And this is just a fact. At the end of the season, you shouldn't be able to pick up players the day before the playoffs and then play some of the best players in the world and bring them in for you know and pay them. I mean, now they have a new rule because of this because Seattle, San Diego, the teams in the finals. They picked up some of the greatest players in the world just to play the last couple regular season games and the playoffs, and it's just kind of nuts. So next year they're going to stop it at week eight. It's a 16-week season. You can't bring in any new players, you know, uh, which is what every other league does. But they just – this is a new league learning. And they have a salary cap that um, there's some loopholes that other teams take huge advantage of. You're not supposed to get over a certain number 
Uh, and there's a couple of players that a lot of players actually getting double and triple that because they just use the thing that he gets this as a player and this as a coach. And it's kind of crazy. So uh, that didn't help the, the, the gold. But the fact is, is you know, they had a great season. They went um, nine and seven at the end and, and much better from what people thought at the beginning of the season. But still, they have a lot of reasons to be hopeful in the future. They're bringing almost everybody back, and they've already signed two of the best players from um, South Africa and Australia, and they're going to be Mac Daddies next season. So if the, now that the salary cap is going to be looked at a little more by the league and, and all this stuff, the shenanigans about bringing players in right at the end, uh, now that it's out the window, because San Diego had a guy that made the interception to win the game for them because we we're about to take the lead win, and they got a guy that basically did a pick five, and he's six five. You know, two sixty runs a four four, and he got to pick the goal all the way down to win it for him. I mean, it's unbelievable, and that's how they won. But they picked him up Thursday, and he played on Sunday. So, um, <laughs> Italy, you know, yeah. I mean, so blew him in. But so that without all that, I think if everybody's on a league, uh, level playing field, we'll certainly have an easy shot at the championship. Uh, well, I can't let you get out of here without asking you about Tristan Blewett, who uh, I got a chance to talk to him. Nola Gold player, outstanding player, outstanding kid. Getting a little cup of coffee. With uh, the, the Saints, man, you talk to Tristan? Well, it's, I talk to him every day and a lot of it every day. I mean, it's kind of crazy that the every all four, all four networks, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, and Fox, let off with him at 6 o'clock, and not just a 30-second piece like they all did on Monday. They let off on him on Tuesday with three-minute pieces. I mean, in local TV, that's unheard of, you know? So it's a big story. He's a long shot. We all know it. But, man, this kid's hard. He's never picked up a football and put on a helmet until until Monday, two days ago. And he's getting all this press. But he's a tremendous young man, a tremendous athlete. And you were his first interview, Seth, other than my television interview. Uh, but you were his first radio interview that he's ever done. And uh, there you go. If he makes it, you will have that feather in your tail. <laughs> there you go. That's right. I'll have that uh, somewhere in the demo reel down the road. Scott Alexander at D. Scott Alexander on Twitter, host of Primetime Sports, COO of Nola Gold, basketball junkie like myself. Scott, uh, I know we'll talk to you again soon, probably as soon as we find out exactly where AD is going. Thanks so much, bud. Yeah, I'm popping popcorn for that game tomorrow night. I'm ready to go. All right, there we go. All right, there he goes. At D. Scott Alexander on Twitter. We'll take a break. Jen Hale coming up next. More Pelicans NBA final talk. Jen is hosting Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp this week. Big time role for Jen. Jen Hale next. Getting a text from the 985. Ask Jen Hale how it was talking to Shannon Sharp, the LeBron fan. It's pretty good. <laughs> Jen's great. I really meant that, too, going to break. We might not have her around here much longer. I'm, when you get an, a break like that, and that's what it is. She's already done the NFL and, and nationally. But when you're studio hosting a national show, one of the biggest sports shows in the country every single day like that, even if it's just for a week, no, that's, that's a big break for Jen. And she's so good. She really is. I think she's going to land one of those gigs sooner rather than later. Full time. Might still do her, her job at the Pelicans. I don't know, but maybe not. Good for her. That's awesome. Lo- Logan is loud. La- I got an- Logan, you're, you're cracking up behind the screen, which I love. Uh, uh, I don't even know what it is. Is there anything you can share or not? Anytime I have my. <laughs> I just start laughing with you. Uh, what's going on back there? Uh, not much. Just dealing with some uh, some other stuff oh. while, while while the show's going. Oh, on. a little little like per- you can't share, right? Like, yeah, little, I can't okay. share. It's personal stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, everything okay? 
Yeah, everything's completely fine. Okay. 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 Yeah, if you're laughing, I would hope everything's okay. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll tonight. What's your view on Anthony Davis? Are you a person that has no hard feelings? Or are you somebody who's like, man, what a jerk he is? You can cast your vote at www.com, radio.com app. We're going to take another break. We're back with more of your phone calls and texts here. As the last lap continues on WWL. And, uh, well, uh, I don't have any other breaks this hour. There you go. So no other breaks this hour. Uh, St. Louis has won the Stanley Cup Finals. Final 4-1. to one. The St. Louis Blues, congratulations to that franchise in that city, needed a sports moment like this to bring everybody together. Of course, after the Rams left, the Cardinals haven't been great the last couple of seasons. And the St. Louis Blues won their first championship with Game 7 on the road, a road Game 7 in Boston. Bruins, one of the powerhouse franchises in the NHL this decade. Well, St. Louis gets it done. And somewhere Steve Court celebrating a little bit, I would bet. Hey, if you want to rock out with the Stones, I know Bobby was talking about this. They're coming on July 14th to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You can listen to Bobby Bear's Saints minicamp shows tomorrow. When you hear the Rolling Stones song of the day, you can make the right call and you can win some tickets. We're talking really good seats for the Stones. And all you got to do is listen to Sports Talk with Bobby Bear here on your home of LSU, the Saints and the Stones WWL, and that show tomorrow will be live. And you can get out there at Cadillac in New Orleans to see Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick, a little mini-camp edition of Sports Talk from 4 to 8 p.m. They'll drill down on practice and everything that happened over at Saints Camp. They'll have lots more, I'm sure, on the Anthony Davis and Pelicans situation and anything else that comes out of this NCAA bombshell that we're talking about tonight. Again, that's 4 to 8 tomorrow. Cajun Cannon and Christian at Cadillac in New Orleans, a member of the Benson Group of Dealers, 3100 Lime Street in Metairie, and right here on WWL. Let's go to the phone lines at 504-260-1870. Doug and Kenner, what's going on tonight? Yeah, um, so so there's a lot of like speculation going around about who actually leaked all those inside information about the deal to Mark Stein and to L.A. Times and all that stuff. Do you think that was a rebuttal from the Pelicans front office, or do you think that there was the Lakers essentially setting themselves up to look like, oh, look, the Pelicans did us again, that damn franchise. <laughs> Are you talking about the ones today, Doug? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would assume, and look, this is this is just conjecture on my part. I think your first instinct was right there because what? Well, let me ask you this: What do you think? What do you think of the 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 trade proposal or the assets the Lakers had available, according to Stein? You know, it, it depends. What if, if they're really trying to look for a third team that's gonna that that's gonna be willing to take on a fourth, you know, fourth overall pick. Um, you know, and send back a, a star. I know there's a lot of speculation as to who. I don't know who was. What, they were saying like the Wizards or the Hawks might be uh, teams interested in um, participating as a third party. Um, I don't know who the Hawks really would have to offer at this point, especially since they moved uh, Tori and Prince. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Wizards, you know, everyone's talking about Bradley Beal, and I, I just don't know if the fourth overall pick is going to be enough to get him. Um, I would. I mean, I would love to get Bradley Beal on the team. I, I just don't know. I just at this point, Teddy Nola coming through. I, I don't want to send AD to the Lakers. I don't want to give him what he wants. 
That's a great, great analysis, Doug. No, this is great analysis. I was just listening because this is great analysis. You're right about Bradley Beal. This is fantastic stuff. Uh, Doug and Kenner, that was uh, that was one of the better calls I've had recently. Thanks for listening. Uh, Bradley Beal is a name that gets thrown out of there out there a lot in these three-team deals. I don't think it's Atlanta. I'm with you there. I do wonder if it's something like, and this has come up before, and I'm not the first person to bring this up. I think the Bird Rights had it first making this kind of proposal. Maybe it was Fletch, Fletcher Mackle. If it's a three-team deal, I still think it's – it's going to be the Celtics that get involved there with somebody maybe even like Dallas because the Celtics don't have that high draft pick like the Knicks or the Lakers have. They do have Jason Tatum, which is the most coveted asset according to multiple reports and sources uh, by David Griffin and the Pelicans. I don't know. I don't like that. What the, what the Lakers threw out here with Mark Stein was what Doug was was referencing and I'll just read you the, the tweet from Mark Stein. Quote, the Lakers have made Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and the number four pick in the June 20th draft available in trade talks with the Pelicans, league sources say. And my take on that, and I tweeted this out, that's an objectively awful haul for Anthony Davis. If all you're getting back is Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who has major injury concerns, Lonzo Ball, who has not turned into the instant star a lot of people thought he was. I think he's a good young player, not a great young player, and he also has the baggage of his dad. And then the number four pick, which is behind John Morant and, of course, R.J. Barrett, so you're getting into a little bit of less than certain territory with prospects there. I mean, those are assets that, frankly, I don't like. And if that's the best deal that David Griffin and the Pelicans can get, I don't think it is the best deal that they're going to get. But if that's the best return that they can get for AD, i got to tell you, I'm holding on to AD until the trade deadline or until the season, and something else will come along that's at least equitable with that. Great call, Doug. Thanks for listening to the program. One more hour to go. The last lap. I'm Seth Dunlap here on WWL. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 